Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane. I know it's been a while, right? Yeah, just, uh... <sighs> it has been an eventful month already, and, uh... I'm not really gonna get into it, but... Um... If you guys are not on my Instagram, um then you probably won't know that I decided to announce a face reveal because I kind of thought, you know, having a face to Rogue Radio will be a little bit more personal and intimate for people, but um, I'm going to have to disappoint you guys. I don't like disappointing my listeners. I don't like disappointing... The people, like the friends I've made in the podcast community, but it is just not practical right now to do a face reveal. It's not something that, um, it's, it's just not, how do I say this? (laughs) I don't have time for it right now. And one of the main reasons why I decided to stay faceless is just because, for one, I talk about a lot of sensitive stuff. Um, and because of that sensitive stuff, there might be people that, you know, out there that is waiting for me to, to slip up and, and show something, uh, like my face or something like that. And, I'm not here to say that I'm important enough for for people to want to, you know, do something like that. But I am being cautious because there are things that I have told you guys before that I should not be talking about. But because I care about people and because I have a passion for talking about it, and I feel like people need to know I choose to talk about it, despite, you know, the things that um, may or may not happen. So I feel like my face is the only thing, like my image is the only thing that I could control right now. And it's not just that. It's not like my, it's not just my, um, concern for whoever's listening to, you know, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just iffy right now because I know that there are people out there that may not agree with what I say. And having my face plastered on Rogue Radio might put me in danger. So, I'm sorry. I really want to do it. I really do. But it it might not be for a long time. Um, not until I start feeling safe. And, uh, and it's not just about that. It's also because when I have shown my face in live streams, I've had people say some terrible things about me. Or it would either go 
um, you should do, you should kill yourself because you're ugly or you're so pretty, I want to have sex with you sort of stuff. And I'm just like, I don't want my face to be the thing that people end up looking forward to seeing. I would rather my voice be something that they look forward to hearing. Because I feel like since my voice matters to me much more than my face does, I would like my listeners to appreciate my voice as much as I do. If that makes any sense. It, it is not out of the question uh, with me showing my face. Maybe uh, when I get enough courage to show my face. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm not ugly or anything. <laughs> it is just... Um, I have been... I don't even want to say stereotyped, because now in this climate, it's like, you can't say that unless, you know, you're a certain type of person, but I just have been um, harassed before online because of how I look, or because of how um, I carry myself, or... You know, stuff like that. And part of me doesn't care. I I don't. But when it comes to, like, my safety, I do care. Um, So, that is the main reason why um, I have to disappoint you. I don't want to, because I really do care about everybody that... um, I've spoken to, um, I've listened to, I've come in contact to, and I feel, yeah, you know, you deserve to see my face, but not right now. Not right now, at least. It's cold in here. Um, especially with what's going on out in society where there's so much violence right now that if even if I showed my face and I pissed somebody off when they heard my voice and they saw my face that's exactly who they're coming after I don't know um like I said I'll do it on my time and I don't want to make a complete, full promise without following through. And I know that I probably broke a promise. And I'm really sorry. I really am, but um, my voice mu- matters much, much more than, than my face at the moment. And so, yeah. I'm sorry if I angered anybody by- for everybody who's looked forward to actually seeing me and everything, but it's just not 
practical at the moment to show you my face. Um, but let's just get into the podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to contact me in the links below. So we all know how this goes. Politics, other news, and world news. So let's just go. Let's go. I am tired of hearing all of these shootings are happening. There's... I don't know what it is. Ever since um, the uh, Uvalde, I learned how to say that correctly. Uvalde. I thought it was Uvalde, but in Uvalde, Texas, where um, I think it was 19 children were shot and killed. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But after that, there's just been a trail of shootings uh, after that. And I'm sick of it. Out of everything that has been going on in society, we don't need that. We already have... Society already has corona and and maps and um, progressive Christianity and crazy stuff like that. We don't need... Stuff like this. We we don't need to end a life. We don't need to hurt people. Um, you know me already. If you're a frequent listener, you know that I I care so much that I get pissed off, and I I care a lot about people, and it it hurts that whenever I see this stuff on the news or I. I hear it somewhere, and it just, it does, it breaks my heart, and I can't. People have died, children have died. And somehow, people think it's okay to do that, like, it's okay to go in and, and, in a school and, and shoot innocent children. People think that, that, it's okay to do something like that. And I'm not going to say that, you know, maybe the shooter was going through something too. But when you go through something, you better talk to somebody first. You don't go and shoot up a school. You don't go and hurt somebody like this. You don't take a life because you're tormented. That's evil. I think that's probably the worst type of evil in the world. Like, I don't usually get emotional on here, and I'm I'm terribly sorry. But I'm tired of seeing it. I'm so tired of seeing it. As, as much as, uh, as hard as I talk sometimes, and, and how tough I, I seem sometimes, I do have moments like this where I just, 
I want to cry and get upset because there's just so much evil that people are, are just allowing in their lives and it ends up like this. And to me, it's like a simple solution. It's a simple solution just to love people. It's a simple solution just to care about somebody and be kind and, and, and take enough time to freaking listen to somebody. Because if they're hurting, you better start listening. I don't care what's going on in your life. If someone opens up to you, you might have actually stopped them from committing suicide by listening to them or starting a school shooting. I mean, people don't listen to each other anymore. And it sucks because people need to be listened to. Even I need to be listened to. This is one of the reasons why I talk so much on my freaking podcast. It's one of the main reasons why I I choose to be a podcast host of my own community. Because I know that as much as listening to somebody matters, being listened to, it also matters. It just sucks that we've we've gone through this again and it's bad enough it's bad enough that 19 children died and now it's just getting so much worse and I hate it so much I don't think I've ever have ever met anybody besides me that hates hate more than me I I just do I hate hatred <laughs> but Tulsa, Oklahoma experienced a shooting so it is still unclear why a man shot and killed four people and injured several others at Tulsa, Oklahoma Medical Center rumors say that he shot a doctor that left him in pain so from what I've heard this man was under surgery, and I guess the surgery, they messed up, and they left this man in pain, and so this was like a revenge shooting, like a revenge thing, so, um, yeah. On Wednesday, police said the attack was not at random, it was planned and thought out. On Wednesday, a shooter uh, who was described to be, Afri- to be African-American between 35 to 40 entered the, Natal- the Natalie Building in the St. Francis Hospital campus, traveled to the second floor, and began shooting before reporting, report- bleh, reportingly turning the gun on himself. Police are still trying to understand the motive behind the shooting, but this but was certain that it was a planned and calculated attack. He very purposefully went to this location to a specific floor and shot with every uh, with a very specific person. Tulsa, Oklahoma 
police, um, I'm sorry, Tulsa police Richard um, Muhlenberg told CNN, which I didn't even get this from CNN, Daily Wire decided to cite the freaking thing. I didn't know Daily Wire decided to get shit from CNN. I'm pissed. Anyway, I'm just pissed at everything right now. I'm just... He also told the outlet this was not a random shooting by this individual. Like, it wasn't just, it wasn't random. Uh, forgive me, but I don't think any type of shooting is random. There has to be some sort of motive behind that. Like the Charleston shooting back in the day. Um where everybody who was shot in that church, they found out that the man was racist and he had these very radical racist beliefs. And even when he... Was he put to death? I feel like he was put to death. Like, um... I don't know what you call that. But before, like, he was put to death... I might be wrong with that, but I just remember seeing, like, this African-American family who was mourning, and they literally forgave the shooter to his face. And this man was not at all sorry for what he did. And I, I can't. So, yes, every single shooting that has ever happened has been planned out okay you don't have to s state something so stupid like that it you don't just randomly decide to kill somebody just because it's fun you don't do that unless you're a sociopath most of the time it is because <laughs> I don't know I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm in the right mindset at the moment, but, um, fuck. Any type of shooting has been planned. Even the Columbine shooting was planned because those two boys were bullied. I can't stand the fact that CNN decided to just be a dumb blonde and say, oh, it wasn't random. It was a specific and calculated attack by this individual. Don't dumb us down by saying stuff like that. Of course it's been planned. He made similar comments to the New York Times saying, that the gunman's actions were deliberate. Again, we fucking know. Police then later said the people killed in the shooting had treated him in a surgery in the past. Okay. Officers responded to the medical center within minutes of receiving a call about a man with a gun in the building. Uh, Tulsa Police Deputy Chief Eric uh, 
what is it, Daglish, uh, said at a press conference that when they arrived, they were hearing shots in the building, and that's what directed them to the second floor. Again, quit stating the damn obvious. I'm sorry if these are his exact words, but yeah, when a shooting happens, you're gonna hear gunshots. Tell me something unique and specific about this frickin' story. I feel like sometimes news outlets decide to water down things in order for the people not to panic. And this is one of the things that I kind of have found out that I have um, a trait for is, is calling out certain threads of bullshit in a woven story. Like, okay, you don't need to, you don't need to state the obvious. When a when a gun goes off, it goes pop. We know that. Police currently believe the gunman shot himself after killing four other people and wounding um, fewer than ten others. Witnesses described the scene that they had an appointment at the medical center when they saw police running towards the building. Oklahoma um, Governor Ken Stitt, or Kevin Stitt, um, released a statement calling the attack a senseless act of violence and hatred. No shit. The witnesses, uh, Sarah and I are praying... Oh, I'm sorry. No, this is not the witnesses. I'm sorry about that. This is uh, Kevin Stitt. So he says Sarah and I, his wife, are praying for the families of those who lost their lives and for those who are injured, I am grateful for the quick and brave actions of the Tulsa Police Department and other first responders he, um, who did their best um, to contain a terrible situation. Well, I can tell you one thing. They acted a whole lot quicker than the Evolved shooting. Those police, they just stood outside the damn... Bi- We're going to the next one. Alright, just after... I don't want to say just after, I'm sorry. Uh, Either before or after the Oklahoma shooting, Brooklyn had its own problem going on. And, um... So, yeah. Three inch... uh, They say it was a terrorist attack, before I start reading this. They say it was a terrorist attack. Um, they... Hang on. They ouch, Jesus. Okay, I'm stepping on stuff now. Alright. They say it was a terrorist attack, but, um, I've also heard that it was a shooting. Um, we're just gonna call it the Brooklyn shooting. So we're gonna go into that. Three injuries have been confirmed in a potential explosion or mass shooting at a New York City subway station Tuesday morning, according to local officials. So I wanna, I wanna know something. How do you confuse an explosion with gunshots and say, um, it's a potential explosion or mass shooting? It could have been either one or both. Okay. Um. I don't know. 
I'm just tired of the vagueness. But it it occurred at 8:30 a.m. at on 36th Street Station. Um, a number of images of bloodied people have flooded social media following the event. The details are still being confirmed by law enforcement with the New York Police Department bomb squad investigating. Um, a New York City Fire Department spokesperson told BuzzFeed, why, why are you involving BuzzFeed, of all people? They plagiarize stuff. But told BuzzFeed News, uh, the rece- they, they received a call about smoke in the station and that first responders discovered multiple people shot. I see what they mean now. Okay, so it was potentially both. Um, several undetonated devices um, at the same location. Fox 5 New York reported unconfirmed reports of an explosion and a multiple multiple people shot. Okay. That's crazy. So, I know that was really short. Um, this next story will probably be a little confusing just because as I was learning it and writing everything down, I thought Hillary Clinton was on trial, which she kind of is. She kind of is. But it is about it is about one man called Michael Sussman who is on trial for misinformation. Uh, so let's get into that real quick because as much as I loved watching Amber Heard being dogged by Johnny Depp's lawyer, Camille, um, this also was happening. So when I say that you know, media likes to distract you from the real crap that's going on. This is what I mean. This during the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, the Hillary Clinton trial was happening, and not only that, but the Nan- Nancy Pelosi's Nancy Pelosi's husband has now been arrested, and I still haven't gotten into that one. I'm gonna have to uh, do that one in the next one because I am happy. I'm very happy that her husband is gone. I, okay, we'll just... I'm getting ahead of myself now. So, campaign lawyer Mar- Michael Sussman um, and trial... On trial, sorry. <laughs> um, Alright. Hillary Clinton's campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, is on trial with Robbie Mook. Um, and... Because uh, I guess there was a statement that Clinton approved um, about the Alpha Bank story, giving it to a reporter as part of the Trump-Russia narrative. So apparently it was said that there were connections between the Alpha Bank and the Trump campaign server, which turned out to be false. FBI looked into... Uh, the case or looked into the accusation and they found no suspicions whatsoever. Nothing suspicious at all. So Robbie Mook says that the that she personally um, approved sending Hillary Clinton approved sending that story to the media about the Trump organization. 
having a back channel to a Russian bank called Alpha Bank, which have ties to Kremlin Russian oligarchs, um, close with Vladimir Putin. Hillary's campaign manager, Michael Sussman, who is on trial in federal court, because in 2016, September 26th, he went to his friend who was uh, a general counsel at FBI, or at the FBI, James Barker, and gave him information on the Trump and Alpha Bank lie. They found nothing, and Hillary's team found out about the information being sent, and she personally was briefed on this allegation about the Trump Bank administration, giving it to, um, giving it the okay to be sent to the the media without it being fact-checked. Okay, I do believe that Hillary Clinton should be held responsible for this as well. I don't care how busy her ass is, okay? I don't care. Because at this point, I feel like it was in 2016, right? She was running for president. She was up against Trump. And I'm pretty sure she was trying to grab at straws and she found this one that Sussman decided to give her, which was false information, and said, you know what, we're going to do it. Throw it out there. People are going to hate her for that too. Turns out that it's not even true. Not at all. And um, I don't believe that Michael Sussman should be, like, I believe that he should, yes, he should be fully be made responsible for it, but I do believe that Hillary Clinton being the one that approved this information as true and feeding it to the social media for the masses to believe should be held accountable partly because of her negligence and naivety. The fact that she hated Trump so much that she decided to just let that happen was very irresponsible and kind of shows why she's not even in the office now. I'm so glad she's not freaking president because of stuff like this. She's already shown that she's irresponsible. She's already shown that. All right. Um, let's see. Special Counsel John Durham's team of prosecutors and Sussman's defense team made closing arguments on Friday before um, Judge Christopher Cooper handed the case over to the jury for deliberation. Sussman is charged with one count of lying to the FBI during September 26th meeting with James Barker. I'm sorry, James Baker. Jesus. Anyway, the defendant knew um, that he had to hide his clients if there was any chance of getting his allegations into the FBI, says Assistant Special Counsel Jonathan Algor. Um, it wasn't about national security, it was about promoting opposition research. Um, against the opposition candidate Donald Trump. What do you mean it wasn't about national security? You're not supposed to have some... When you're running for president, you're not supposed to have foreign bank accounts from any foreign country, especially those that are, that are opposed to America, because that would make very 
bad. That would make a very bad mix, especially since when you're investing into another country, that's almost like having an alliance with them. So, just think about that for a minute. The fact that Hillary Clinton decided to say that this information was true basically told the masses that Trump sides with Putin. Trump is uh, a Soviet or whatever, I don't know. You guys know what I'm trying to say. The minute you invest in another country, the minute you have a bank account in another country, that makes you... That country is responsible for your funds and what you invest in. And the reason why you're not allowed to do that while you are president is because it will complicate things politically. Just look at the Russia and Ukraine problem. The reason why Biden has decided to side with Ukraine isn't because it's a small country and it has always been like the little brother to Russia. It is because every Democrat, including Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, the Clintons, Obamas, Joe Biden, um, Maxine Waters, Ocasio-Cortez, every Democrat that is running the White House right now has bank accounts in Ukraine. Has bank accounts in Ukraine. And right now, they're trying to protect their money that they have decided to store up for whatever freaking reason. And I've already told you about this, why I don't support, you know, the government, the Ukrainian government, okay? I understand that the people of Ukraine that are, do not know this, I love you. Please don't think that I don't. I know you're struggling at, in, in some way. I'm not saying that your struggle is invalid. I am saying that the whole war on Russia and Ukraine right now isn't because of some sort of territorial thing. It is because um, there are things happening in Ukraine that Zelensky has decided to allow. There's one thing that I still cannot talk about because if I do, then... I will be in trouble. But I have talked about child trafficking. If you guys have not listened to that docu-series, if you have not listened to that documentary, that audio documentary, I do highly suggest that you listen to it. It is on Anchor, it is on YouTube, and I thank God that YouTube hasn't actually found out about me talking about that because people need to hear about it. Ukrainian children are actually, their IDs are being destroyed, and it's kind of hard to explain. Child trafficking is rampant in Ukraine, and I've talked about this before. High elites, high up elites have sex with children from different foreign countries. Ukraine is one of the many countries right now in Europe where the political elites can go to do whatever they please with Ukrainian children. Okay, 
It has been in a documentary called The Eyes of the Devil. It's on YouTube. It's free. They do very unspeakable things to children. And the illegal part is, well, it's always been illegal, but you know what I mean. The, The kicker for me is that Ukrainian children, when they are transported from Ukraine to Poland or to Germany or what have you, whatever country, their identity, their ID, their child's ID, the child's ID, the Ukrainian ID that they used to have will be destroyed and they will be given a dead child's ID from Poland, from um, Germany, from wherever in order to cover up their tracks. They don't, lo- they don't leave any loose ends. There's one thing that I have to tell you about. Human trafficking leaves no loose ends. One of the main reasons why a lot of people don't talk about it is because it's been under the radar for so many years. And Ukraine is a powerhouse for it. And that is why I refuse to side with Ukraine in this war. That's all I gotta say. So the very fact that they have tried to incriminate Donald Trump falsely is a very serious charge and it should be going to the Clinton, or not the Clintons, but Hillary Clinton. Because she was partly to blame because she refused to fact, like, fact check if this was true or not. But of course not. She was like, okay, well, you know, if it's going to get me into the White House quicker, then let's do it. They don't care about you. At least do not care about you. They care about their bank accounts and how many times they can... Let's not make that joke. It's not even a joke. I wanted to say something so awful. I'm not going to do it. You know me. Sometimes when I get on fire. I just let it loose. I'm not gonna make that. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not. Okay. Um, Defense attorneys portrayed Sussman's um, says that Sussman's victim and said I'm so sorry. I'm not reading right now. God. Defense attorneys portrayed Sussman as the victim and said Prosecutors were manipulating facts to make Sussman appear guilty of a crime he never committed. Of course he committed it. The thing is, is that I feel like it wasn't just Sussman. I feel like it's Hillary as well. She should have been put on trial as well. And to be honest, she probably was at at that point. But in other news, let's go. Let's go. I'm done talking about politics because, good God, it gives me a rash. Okay. So, you guys know how much I hate pedophilia, pedophiles, sexual abusers, anything like that. Because, um, yeah, I hate them. I don't like them. Anyway, um, I found something. My husband actually found it, and he sent it to me. And part of me 
Okay, you'll understand the, the mixed feelings I have when uh, I start reading it, but I was so happy. I was so happy that the victim had the courage to do what she did, but I'm also very, very sad that she actually had to endure it in the first place. But, um... There is a... There was a pastor accused of sexual assault um, in Indiana. So New Life Christian Church in Indiana was in an uproar when a woman um, confronted the pastor of sexual assault. So, before I get into it, um, the reason why this took place was that um, I guess the pastor, John Lowe, decided to step down from his pastoral duties and pass it down to his son, I guess? I don't know. Um, so, at one point in his monologue of kind of saying, like, I really love this church, I'm very thankful, and all this stuff, he talks about his infidelity. Like, he talks about how he um, cheated on his wife. Like, he committed adultery. But the victim was in the congregation, and she came up to the pulpit and confronted this motherfucker. I'm so happy for her. I really am, because there are so many victims out there right now that wish they could have spoken up about how they've been attacked. And this woman just gave everybody just, oh my god, I cannot tell you how much, how proud I am of her for doing something like this. But okay, New Life Christian Church in Indiana was in an uproar when a woman confronted the pastor of sexual assault. She said that she lived in a prison of lies and shame. She thought that she was hor she was a horrible person having suicidal thoughts. She was just 16 when the pastor took her virginity on his office floor, asking if he remembered his actions, also saying he remem she remembered so much more. Um, you have done things to my teenage body that shouldn't have been done, she said. She tried to tell someone, but all uh, she... I'm sorry. All that was done was cover-up. Uh, no one ever came to her or... No one ever got her counseling. All the while, the pastor had people around him he could talk to. And that's the thing. Um, coming from a church girl who's who, 29 years of being in a church. If you don't meet the criteria uh, of being a cookie-cutter Christian in a congregation that literally just... Huh. How do I say this without being mean? If you're not joining this circle jerk, then, uh, yeah. Nobody's gonna look at you. No nobody really cares about you. If you don't have the same mindset as a congregation that is robotic and cookie cutter, no one cares about you. And that's the problem with a lot of churches. It's because there's people that have real feelings. There's people that actually have real experiences like this. And the time, the times when they do want to speak up, no one wants to listen because they're all jerking each other off. And it's awful. 
But I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that analogy. I'm just saying this is what churches do. It's not uncommon for some people to be alienated, to literally be alienated and not be acknowledged because of how different they are from the stereotypical Christian congregation in a lot of churches. So I'm not going to say that's who she was because she actually did work for the church at the time. So she does say the church deserves to know the truth because um, this church has been built on lies but no more. Pastor John Lowe confessed to sexual assault years ago and called it adultery but also lied about the time frame. It was 27 years ago making her 14, 15 years old um, at the time. So yes, if you're underage and someone takes your virginity, it's not just sexual assault. That man is a pedophile. I mean, women can be pedophiles too, but we're not talking about that right now. He resigned his pastoral duties on the lie of committing adultery, but not pedophilia. Um, her and her husband decided to correct the narrative and expose him. Which I love the fact. I am so freaking proud of her. I really am, because... Like I said, there are so many people out there that would love to be in her position to confront her attacker, to confront her um, predator, the predator that has hindered her for so long in her life. And there are so many people out there that, that don't have the courage or don't, um, that have never done it. And this should really encourage those who have been attacked to confront. And I really hope that this story does give people the courage to speak out and talk about this because it needs to be talked about. But her husband comes forth and says that the grooming happened after, like, for nine years and lasted up till she nearly started dating. Um, he places a necklace given to her by the pastor and his family and also her purity ring while the man had sex with her all the while feeling so much shame and guilt. She felt so much shame and guilt wearing her purity ring while this man had sex with her. So the husband protectively walks her off the stage after he literally just places the necklace that the pastor gave her and throws the purity ring down on the uh, podium and so the pastor had a standing ovation and and the so this is where things got yeah god I can't talk this is where things kind of get a little messy within within the information we don't know the pastor's reaction we don't understand we don't know what his reaction or his response was. We only know that part of the congregation sided with the victim, and then there was a very big majority of the congregation that sided with the pastor, saying, we love you, pastor, and all of that crazy stuff. That's another problem in churches, especially charismatic churches. 
And honestly, if we talk, if I start talking about churches, I'll, I'll be here all night. I'll be here till the sun comes up, because it's three in the morning here. Good God! But <laughs> it's just, um, it's nuts how brainwashed the congregation can be, especially if it's a deceptive pastor that decides to lead the flock, because I feel like a lot of the time. Being a part of a congregation, why can't I speak? <laughs> Being a part of a congregation, it makes you feel included. You know, believing in the same thing, being like-minded and of one accord, is biblical. It is biblical. It's uh, in Philippians, being like-minded and and of one accord. It's okay to have the same love for Christ. It's okay to have people to fellowship with that can share that love for Christ. Being a congregation, it's okay. It's okay to be involved in a congregation. But the fact is, when it gets messy, when it gets bad to be part of a congregation is when they're not including other people. They are, there's just some sort of unspoken rule that you have to speak this way or just this way and all that stuff. And especially when you have a deceptive pastor that has done this and has lied about the truth of what he's done. It wasn't adultery. I mean, sure, yeah, you cheated on your wife with a teenage girl. But that wasn't the whole thing, was it, sir? You're, you were a pedophile. And the thing is, is that I understand why people don't want to go to church. I don't go to church anymore. Because most of the time, the worst sins are committed in the church. And it's because they put up a front of this holiness, holier than thou. Like, Jesus loves you and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, you need to draw the curtain back. Because there's a lot of crap there. Is a lot of crap. And this man, John Lowe, Pastor John Lowe, sir, I really hope you repent of this because it also says in the Bible that if you mistreat one of these little ones, you might as well tie a millstone around your neck and throw yourself in the bottom of the sea. God does not like adults or anybody mistreating children and at that time she was 14 15 I understand that she was a teenager she was barely a teenager I don't care she suffered in a time where she should should she should have been discovering her own self but someone decided to corrupt that and God does not like that, sir. And the fact that the congregation decided to give this man a standing ovation, even though he was interrupted by, you know, saying that, I, oh, I'm going to resign and all this stuff. It is just, I'm not surprised. It's still crazy, but I'm not surprised. This happens in churches a lot. I'm not surprised. But I am very, very, very happy. And I'm so proud of this woman. 
who just oh my god she destroyed him I, I'm just in, I'm I'm in love she's she's amazing and I, I I really hope I wish nothing but the best for this woman I'm not even done I'm not even halfway done with this story but <laughs> oh my god the indoctrination that had gone into the situation was staggering. Yes. Yes. The thing is, when you're a deceptive pastor, you know how to brainwash your congregation to your favor. And that's not good. But the fact that the congregation still loved the pastor supporting him and all after such a confession from the victim is despicable. Um, when he admits to child molestation, the congregation gives this man a standing ovation. He downplayed it, saying it was adultery at first, then he, um, then it became sexual misconduct. So at some point, um, he did say, I committed adultery, but then in another statement he said sexual misconduct. Which one is it, sir? Pick a side. The congregation laid hands on him and embraced him in a giant group hug before he left the church. The, uh, Kosieko? The Kosueko? I don't even know how to say that name. It's a, it's a place in Indiana. Ko, Kos, is it, I don't know. The Kosi. The Kosciuszko? I don't know how to say it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I need to learn how to pronounce things. The Kosciuszko? Uh, prosecutor's uh, office confirmed that there is a pending investigation into the matter. Church uh, backs him still in a statement misnaming it adultery. So basically, they did put out a statement. The church did put out a statement saying... Um, that, you know, they do understand that this was adultery instead of sexual molestation and sexual assault. Um, this victim was working in the youth ministry. So consent in Indiana is 16, but it has been said that it took place by the age of 15. Sexual abuse, pedophilia, is a behavior that should be punished according, accordingly, and pastors shouldn't have the power to have, uh, I'm sorry, pastors should not have the power they have over a congregation's thoughts, who is the victim, on uh, who in the, I can't read my handwriting, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to say here is that, um, of course, this man needs to be, you know, put in bars, put in jail for what he's done. He should not have a any power over a congregation's thoughts on who is the victim and who is the suspect in this matter. Especially, I swear to God, like, church people are stupid. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> it was pedophilia. Period. That's it. 
And the thing is, is that the one thing, the other thing that really pisses me off is that, um, pastors who do this still get tax exemptions from this stuff. Like, their tax, I don't believe, listen, I know we're talking about this lady, and God bless her, I love her, and I hope that she's having a wonderful life now. Because that took some freaking guts. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for her. But the fact that there are still pastors that touch children, that hurt children, that sexually abuse children, they're still tax exempt. All that offering goes to them. You do realize that, right? Most churches get their money from the congregation. Being a con being part of the congregation is a full-time job. You have to be there every Wednesday, every Sunday, and you got to have at least a $5 bill in your pocket to give, <laughs> even if it's your last dime. And um I feel like whoever decided to come up with the idea that churches should be tax exempt should really just revoke that law just make them not tax exempt i feel like every church especially um the churches of Benny Hinn, Kenneth Copeland, Paula White uh what's his name Stephen Furtick yeah Stephen Furtick um who, 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 what's it? Jesse Duplantis, Creflo Dollar, T. Jakes, uh, Joel Goatstein, um, Joyce Meyer, Todd White. Yeah, every single one of them should be starting to pay taxes because you know you're making too much money. You really are. You're making way too much money, and who knows whatever the hell you're doing with that money. Okay? I can't stand pastors now. I just can't. I can't stand charismatic televangelists or charismatic pastors. Because, for one, a pastor is supposed to mirror... I don't know. I swear to God. See... Okay. This is why I'm fed up with the world around me. A pastor should not be that rich. I'm just saying, if Jesus lived humbly, then why can't you? Don't tell me that you need four different private jets, Kenneth Copeland. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's also Jesse Duplantis. Oh my god. I hate pastors. I really do. I hate them so much. They're so stupid and hypocritical. Because not only do they get away with taking money from their congregation, they also get away with this. They also get away with pedophilia. They get away with sexual assault. They get away with touching your children because, oh, he's a pastor. He's the image of holiness and we gotta follow him. And that's the thing. That's another thing. There's a lot of pastors now, like Stephen Furtick, Creflo Dollar, um, 
Jesse Duplantis and Kenneth Copeland that also say that they are gods themselves. You want to know why? It's not in the Bible, actually. It's not in the Bible. That is not in the Bible. You cannot tell me that God said that I am a god myself because I am in the image of God. That doesn't make any sense. Okay? And I know I'm veering off the topic, but we're just gonna- you're just gonna have to listen. You're just gonna have to- I have it in my heart, I have it in my mind, I have to spew it out. So, um, you can't tell me that I'm a god, because good lord. If I let you look into my life, you could most definitely say that I am not a god. <laughs> I'm not, and I neither do I believe that I deserve that title. I know that I am a child of God, a citizen of heaven. I am a royal priesthood. I am a prophetic person, but I do not believe that makes me a God. No, I don't believe that I am a God. And so the... F it's funny to me to see pastors have a God complex while they talk about God himself. And they're out here flexing and letting their sons make freaking rap videos about shooting people and say, oh, I'm proud of my son. Oh my God. <laughs> it's hypocritical. It's stupid. It's awful. And it needs to stop. And no church should be tax-exempt. I really don't believe that should be a thing. I don't know why that's even a thing. I'm gonna have to look into that. But okay, let's just go to the next story before I just end up having diarrhea of the mouth and drone on for you. <laughs> Humanity is just... Humans... People just... People hurt me. <laughs> no, just, people, they just, they just suck. I'm sorry. Anyway, let's go. Oh, we're not done with the pedophilic stuff. I don't know what it is about this episode, guys. I don't know what it is about this season, this summer season. I don't understand. The birds are chirping. They're mating. The, the animals are mating. You know, it's mating season, right? Apparently, so the, the, the pedophiles think it's mating season too, but they, they all need to get castrated. So, anyway, there is a new app out there, or, I don't know, I feel like I've seen it on my Play Store um, app suggestions for some reason, because I have a TikTok, it's just, um, I don't, I've never actually downloaded this, I don't feel the need to, and you'll understand why. Credit to um, the YouTuber Tamimi who did this research because, oh my god, you are a trailblazer, honey. You are just awesome. This app is called Likey. L-I-K-E. 
extra e so l-i-k-e-e -E. so likey is an app that is similar to tiktok but less secure and targeted towards younger audiences there are features on the app that put kids in danger like it is it's grown in popularity and one of those features is chat rooms this app targets young kids as well as adults and um, that can be very dangerous for kids to enter a chat room that they shouldn't be in. Um, internet creeps could easily slide into these DMs and manipulate kids into doing things they shouldn't. Greetings um, from strangers are stored in message boxes on the app as well. So any stranger, any person, because it does say, like, greetings from a stranger on the app, like, somebody wants to slide in your DMs, no matter how creepy they are, they're like, oh, you got a message from a stranger. I'm like, okay, why, why you gotta say it like that, though? Um, we all know that one main rule that we've always been taught as a child, don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> anyway, the Likey app has a lot of videos resembling Troom Troom. And oh my god, don't let me get into Troom Troom. It is just, um... I don't like saying the R word, but it's dumb. I won't say the R word, that's offensive. That's one thing that I won't say. I mean, I've said a lot of stupid stuff. A lot of offensive things on this uh, podcast. But saying the R word to uh, make my point uh, by saying something is dumb, I'm not going to say it, because that's not okay. But anyway, um, there are bad videos still that slide through the cracks even after putting parental uh, passwords on it. So they do have parental um, locks on the app, but it basically doesn't do anything. So, um, it does have inappropriate videos, um, that have children in them, as well as, um, to be geared towards children. So, um, a nine-year-old, um, accepted, oh, I'm sorry, hang on. So we're gonna get into some stories of, uh, why these, uh, children have been, um, targeted and why I've decided to talk about this. Anyway, so this, uh, I want to say story, specific story, comes from the UK. So this nine-year-old daughter sent topless pictures to a stranger who threatened kidnapping her. On the app, just literally says, Hey, you're cute. She says, Thanks. This this girl was traumatized. Um, and she was tricked into um, sending these pictures to pedos that posed as teenage boys. So, um, yeah. But he slides in her DM saying, You're cute. She says, Thanks. Someone told me that um, cheerleaders have big boobs and butts. And she goes, LOL. Probably trying to deflect the situation. Like, LOL, haha, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, is it true? Do you have big? Like, finish your sentence. It's like, do you have big? The child goes, I'm only nine. 
So, the pedal threatened to find her and take her from her mommy. And th this is this is what some people are trying to sympathize with. I I can never understand the mind of people who who want to include pedophiles in, into the LGBTQ community. Hey, do you realize that this is what a pedophile is, and that there's a reason why people hate pedophiles? There's a reason why we say that they should be castrated with fire. Do you realize that? It's because they victimize children. I don't care how how you decide to spin it. You polish a hmm, you polish a piece of shit, it's still a piece of shit. I don't care how pretty you try to make it. Okay? Listen. I cannot express how much anger I have towards pedophiles and the fact that there are people out there sympathizing for people who are attracted to minors. I don't think they completely understand how a pedophile operates, okay? Pedophilia is a crime. It is an illegal act because it victimizes children. This is one of the main reasons. It's because when a predator doesn't have, doesn't get his way, he ends up tricking and threatening in order to get what he wants, he or she wants. Okay? They will do anything in order to be around that child or to uh, get what they want from that child. It has nothing to do with their considerations with a consideration of their that child's feelings they see a child as a sex object i don't care how you spin it like i said this is wrong and anybody who says that pedophile is tr a triggering word and we should be calling them minor attracted persons, you need to be castrated with fire too, because you're probably a closeted pedophile. I, I don't know what is in the water for this generation. Maybe they, they, they pumped more fluoride in, into their water. I, I don't know, man. Anyway... Crime evolves. I've said this before on, in one of my episodes, but I'm going to keep saying it. Crime evolves. When a pedophile sees a child that they want, they will do what they can in order to get close to that child. That's why they call it a predator. Some animals in the animal kingdom, will play with their food before they eat it. Think about that. There are some pedophiles that will try to make that child comfortable. Playing with them, tickling them, being that one 
person that they can express their feelings to in order to gain their trust. And then, when the time is right, they end up asking for favors from that child. Whether it's a hand job, eating them out, or a blowjob, or whatever. They end up victimizing the child. They don't just sexually assault. They groom them. They make sure that that child is comfortable with them first. And then they decide to make sure that they get what they want from that child, no matter how the child is feeling. And then that's it. And this can happen over and over and over again. And if this happens, a continuous cycle with a child, and the child ends up starting to think that this is this is some there's something wrong, and they tell them no, all hell breaks loose. They end up threatening. They end up saying, I'm gonna kidnap you, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill your family if you don't do this for me. If you don't do this for me, if you don't do this to me, this is what's going to happen. And because that child has been in that mentality, has been in that environment for enough time, that child will probably most likely obey the pedophile, the predator. Because they have a certain familiarity with them now. There is an emotional connection that should not be there because they have done a sexual act. And because of that, that predator is now able to manipulate how that child feels because of what they have gotten that child to do. I hate pedophiles. And I cannot stand people saying that pedophiles need a right to victimize children. How dare you? The pedo threatened to find and take her from her mother. There are two million subscribers on this app. And it, it's it's making it almost impossible for the police to track down these things. These assholes. These disgusting trash people. Because there are so many to weed through. So many to sort through. The mother says that her daughter had the most glorious smile and now her eyes look distant and vacant and still is affected having meltdowns at school i this is this is the product of what happens when a pedophile hurts a child 
this is the product. This is what happens. You take away their innocence, they're not the same person anymore. They are not the same person anymore. You take away their innocence, you take away everything from them. You take away their childhood, the way they understand things, the way they hear things, the way they see things. Because you wanted to come? Fuck you. I'm so fucking tired of this. I'm... Uh -huh. I was molested as a child. So excuse me if I have a seething hate for people who do this to children. I... I've never said that ever in my life to anybody except for a few people that I trusted. But now you know why I hate pedophilia. You know why I hate pedophiles because I've experienced it. I've been victimized before. And when I, when I hear things like this, it tugs at my heart because I know how they feel. I don't think this generation or, or these people who sympathize with pedophilia understand the what really goes into a child after being subjected to something like that they're not the same person anymore you take away their innocence you take away their whole life you take away how you take away their own perspective on how they perceive things and how they view the world. And it... It's wrong. It's very, very wrong. The police were called trying to track down that... The the messages after the daughter deleted her account in a panic. Um, listen to all those kids. I don't. I, I hope to God that you're not listening to me. I really don't want a child to listen to my podcast because of the things that I say. I'm not the best influence for a child. Because I, I curse and I, I just go off. 
a lot of the time. It's not the best content for a child, or for a teenager, at least. But if by chance there is a child listening, a teenager listening, a young person listening, and you're in a certain, like a similar situation to where you are being groomed, to where you are being made to send nude photos to anybody, especially someone who's older than you, if you're talking to an adult and they're they're saying things like you're sexy and I want to have sex with you and, and they make you feel strange, before you decide to delete your account from any type of platform that you're on, whether it be TikTok, um, Imbue, um, Likey, anywhere, take screenshots first. And I know sometimes children don't have the best parents, but go to a teacher, go to the principal, go to some type of authority figure if you can't trust your parents, if you can't trust um, someone in your family. Big brother, big sister, aunt, uncle, grandparents, anybody that you look up to in your family or in society that you know will help you, please. I know it, 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 is a, it makes you feel like you're ashamed to be in your own body, you, you feel like you're, you feel like you hate yourself, you, you want to kill yourself, you want to hurt yourself because of, because of what this asshole did to you and what they've made you do. But understand it that if it doesn't get taken care of now, it could get so much worse. Please understand that because pedophiles will not stop. And I don't want anyone to be subjected, especially a child, because because a child needs to stay innocent. You, you deserve to perceive life however you choose to perceive life. You deserve to look at yourself and be proud of yourself and say that you're beautiful and and how and be as successful. <laughs> I'm sorry. To be as successful as you want to be, without any say or any type of hindrance from anybody else, especially a fucking pedophile. So please go to somebody that you absolutely trust. If you're being victimized, take screenshots of the messages and go tell somebody. Please. The mother even logged into the her profile posing as her child and was stunned to receive a barrage of messages that dared her to do certain things like sending x-rated photos. Now, um, the app has decided to 
go and try to do an age restriction thing. Thing is, is that kids lie. They lie about their age. They lie about stuff like this. They lie about um, their age in order to be an adult or make, make themselves feel like an adult. And that's one of the main problems is it doesn't matter if there's an age restriction. They can lie if they want to about their age in order to feel included in certain things. And that's when the parents need to get involved and monitor what these kids are ingesting online and consuming online because there are people out there that wish your child harm. But there are bad users, I'm sorry, bad reviews of users crying out about this inappropriate behavior. A 10-year-old recalled downloading the app and said it was filled with perverts leaving messages that she could usually ignore. She blocked the pedophiles who viewed her profile um, and she, I'm sorry, and they left ugly messages. Uh, people could still view her videos and save them and message her even after blocking them. So that doesn't, there, there's no way that anybody can make a private account on Likey and they're unable to delete their account too, which is very sketchy. There was a girl stalked by an old man she met on the app and forced her to send private body pictures of herself, and then he then threatened that he would kill her entire family if he didn't get what he wanted. Big sister, give her a fucking medal because this big sister took the iPad and confronted the man and deleted the app. A few days after, um, a car was in front of their home and has been there for four days. Um, she even asked her big sister, or her little sister, um, what the man looked like, and she said that she didn't know, because, like I said, there are old men that actually try to pose as teenage kids uh, in order to get what they want. Um, and the police were called, and they said that the man had been in jail for seven years beforehand, I'm guessing, because he's out. So, she's 11 now. Or no, she was 11 and now 13 and has to go to therapy and is considered bipolar. You, like I said, the fact <laughs> the fact that someone wants to molest a child or rape a child or whatever whatever malicious intent a pedophile wants from a child, it fucks them up mentally. It really hurts them. I just can't, I can't deal with this. I, 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 I hate, I hate people sometimes. I really do. There's a live stream, people asking personal questions. One day someone offended her to be her sugar daddy and go on vacations. Please do your research. Oh yeah, and there were other 
um, yeah, okay. There is a few, um, profiles that people can get onto, and they'll send them to a porn website and all this other stuff. It is just, it's not a good place, it's not a good place for your kids to spend time at, like, on this app. So, um, parents, if your child has a phone, make sure that they don't have Likey, please. I need a break. <laughs> I usually say we need to take a break. I think I need to take a break. Um, so give me a minute and listen to this lovely ad. Okay, social repose is in the news again. And uh, for those of you who watch Johnny Gilbert and uh, Hair Jordan, I just want to say if you guys don't realize that this, that um, Hair Jordan and Johnny Gilbert, these YouTubers, actually work with social repose in a band, I want to say they, they do some sort of band practice with each other. I, I love Hair Jordan and Johnny Gilbert. I love watching their videos. And the fact that Johnny Gilbert actually came out and s clapped back at Onision, you know, when that whole thing went down. But yet he's still friends with Richie Geese, aka Social Repose, um, and including Hair Jordan. I just can't understand the hypocrisy behind that. Um, I don't, I don't know how that works. I really don't. Um, I used to watch Social Repose before all of this happened, but that was back in the day when I was very depressed and, um, I wasn't in the right mindset. But, um, I will say that finding out that Johnny Gilbert and Jair Jordan still freaking talk to this guy and do business with him that's a bit questionable to me but singer songwriter and youtuber you know for those of you who don't know who social poses he looks like a goth indian chief from hell to me he's a serial cheater and downplays the consequences of his actions just like a lot of other people do right but anyway, a user by the name of Scorpio.io says that she was underage and didn't know better, but she was an adult. But now that she, or but, but he was an adult and knew what he was doing. So yeah, okay. She's 23, but now, but um, but she was 15 then. Um, so let's see. Oh my god, I have to look- I have to read through their chats. That's nice. Okay. You can be my date. It'll be really cute. Aw, uh, really? Hee hee. That's social repose. You're underage, aren't you? Oh, that's nice. 
yeah, that that is why I was like, oh, really? LMAO, it's cool though, we can still be friends. Well, damn. Please don't say you're 15. Are you 15? Let me down easy. Um, I feel so... Or, okay, hang on. Sorry, I had to let you down. I'm close to 16, but yeah, my birthday is on the 19th. And he goes, oh, I feel less bad. Who says that? I'm sorry, who says that? I'm almost 16. So I feel less bad. Um, it's all good, though. You can be my concert buddy. I never had because, to be honest, my friends disliked music. Stop being 16. You're so cute. Aw. Well, alright. It's just stupid. Like, I don't understand. Like, I know so social repose isn't the only person in the emo community that has been that has done this. Um, we've seen VO1Eye do this. We have seen, um, who is it? Davi Vanity do this as well. Um, I Even though I feel like Davi Vanity was more in the scene community, I have to make a differentiation because there are going to be people out there saying there's a difference between emo and scene. I get it. I understand. That's not the point. The fact is, is that there are people <laughs> out here in the emo community that, that do prey on young kids because um, I feel like a lot of the time since the emo community is targeted by teenagers or targeted for teenagers towards teenagers that um, the adults do find a fixation on on teenage girls and and young girls that um, are in the emo community and um, doesn't matter what style it is it's still pedophilia and yes I will outright call social repose a pedophile because yes um, fuck you and Johnny Gilbert and Harry Jordan fuck you for being affiliated with Richie Geese even though you know all the shit that he's gone through. All the shit that he's put people through. And I really don't want to say fuck you. Because I really love you guys. But guess what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, no excuse. I'm going to have to delete all of my um, Johnny Gilbert and Harry Jordan videos from my emo playlist now. Yeah, fuck you. Alright, he, me <laughs> he meets the girl at a show. So this is where we get back into the story. So Sarah doesn't have to have an episode again. Um, so yeah, he meets the girl at a show and already had a suspicion that uh, she was underage. So if you had a suspicion that she was underage, why the fuck are you talking to her, asshole? Why the hell are you talking to, your <laughs> to her? Why? See, the thing is, is that I've seen the um, videos and, and the, the reactions, the video reactions of the, all the things that he's done, and he just doesn't care anymore. I feel like whatever he's gone through, he really doesn't care at this point. He doesn't care what happens to him. He doesn't care what people say about him. He's always 
I feel like he knows that he's always going to be the bad guy now because of um, so many people calling him out and saying these things. I think at this point, he's letting people say what they want about him. And he just doesn't care anymore. It's like, because he's an artist, because he sings, and because he does shows and stuff, he is becoming that freaking mopey artist that wants people to feel sorry for him because he's made a mistake. Like, oh, poor me, I'm so sorry. And the thing is, is that a lot of people in the emo community get away with that because they are either good-looking or they just have that emo mentality, like that ooh-woo shit. Like, no, bro. I don't know. Is he in his 30s? He's probably the same age as me. You are not a teenager anymore. Grow the fuck up. Anyway, he messages her again and says, It's been too long. Calling her babe, saying that she's cute. They exchanged numbers, but I don't know any if there's any evidence of them actually talking on the phone. But um, it's just really nasty behavior. And of course, Repose denies the allegations. Um, of course. Of course you do. Fuck you. I'm done. I'm so done with people. <sighs> I don't know the situation of why Johnny Gilbert and Hair Jordan decided to be affiliated with Richie Still after everything that he's done with Jacqueline Glenn, which I'm not going to talk about because she does have a life now with her family. Um, she's built a life now. We all know about what happened to her. We all know uh, what social repose did to her. So we're not going to talk about her. But after all that, like, they're still friends with Richie Geese. And I fucking hate it because I used to love them so much. Like I said, I gotta delete some shit off my uh, YouTube playlist now because of them. But anyway, we're going on to world news now. Yay. So, Israel. Hello, my friend. Shalom. Um, I have not talked about Israel in a very long time, and I thought that I might as well get ahead of things and start a story on this uh, situation. So, Iran warns Israel against military action. Um, I, I have a strong opinion about that. Um, anytime there was ever an, I've just heard many stories. I've heard many stories of people trying to infiltrate Israel, trying to infiltrate Jerusalem, trying to, um, attack Israel. That's God's country. You don't attack God's country. Bro. I remember... Um, I don't remember what story it was or how... Or what situation it was. 
I do know that the Middle East tried to attack Israel. And then there was a huge sandstorm, ob like, obstructing their vision in order to attack Israel. Like, they couldn't see anything. I'm sorry, but the hand of God is over Israel. And I have heard, like, one of my um, listeners on YouTube has said that Israel is a self-reliant country and America shouldn't be allies with it. Listen, if it's a self-reliant country, America does need to rely on that. Because a self-reliant country, if that is true, still needs allies. I don't care. Like, th there's a reason why Donald Trump decided to acknowledge that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. It's because it's true. I don't care about anybody saying that it's part of Palestine and all this other crap. I'm sorry, Palestine. I'm not for ya. Anyway. I'm just saying, any threat, any um, type of threat is going to be met with God's wrath. I'm just saying that. Because you're messing with God's country. You're messing with God's country. You don't do that. I'm a spiritual person. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus died on the cross, and I believe that I have the Holy Spirit. That's me. I love God. And I understand that if you mess with God's country, you mess with God's territory. You will feel his wrath. Anyway. So, Iranian President Ibrahim uh, Rasi is warning Israel against military action amid ongoing uh, mutual tensions. Speaking at a military parade in Tehran uh, Monday, he warned of a possible strike against the heart of Israel in case of an armed escalation. Uh, he then stressed his uh, nation's armed forces would respond to any military uh, move by Israel. His remarks came after officials reported discussed or reported. Blah, blah. Uh, I don't know how to read. I was doing good too, shit. <laughs> officials reported that strikes on Iran's nuclear objects, um, if the Islamic Republic. Uh, reinstates a nuclear deal with the Biden administration. I've talked about this before. I don't remember what episode it was, but we did talk about the nuclear deal in Iran and how the Biden administration wants to reinstate Iran uh, with their nuclear weapons. Um, the president also addressed the Biden administration with a warning. I speak to the Americans what the White House spokesperson announced in front of the world that they have been disgracefully defeated in all of the sanctions in the um, maximum pressure campaign against the Islamic Republic of Iran. This is the density or the destiny, sorry, 
of the of these who want to challenge the sacred order of the Islamic Republic. He also claimed that Iran defeated the government of Saddam Hussein back in the 1980s, and he claimed it can also happen to Israel. I know there is an ongoing problem between the Middle East and Israel. I feel like a lot of the time when it comes to smaller countries, uh, the bigger countries want to hone in on that territory and enlarge their territory wrongfully so. Um, It's wrong. You don't mess with God's country, bro. If they're a self-reliant country, they can wipe the Middle East off the map. Because I know that they have their own nuclear... Um, I know they have nuclear weapons as well. So I just can't, I can't, hmm, don't mess with Israel, I'm sorry. I just don't do it. Anyway, we're gonna talk about Germany now. I'm sorry, um, for the way I've been speaking tonight. It's just been all over the place. I haven't slept properly in a very long time, um... I just want to say that I know um, I do my best to explain why I act the way I act and and the the way that I talk in order for you guys to understand what position I'm in that day. Today, I just finished a second shift at work and I'm still up to to get out a uh, episode for you guys. So I'm I'm sleep deprived and I'm very, very tired. But... um, so please forgive me if I, I said anything, if, if my cursing is uh, offensive to you, or um, the way I've been talking today has been off character. It's just been a long month already, and I know June has already started, but it's just been a long month already. So forgive me. I'm so sorry. But anyway, Israel... I will not stop talking about your struggle. I will say this over and over and over and over again. I love you, Israel, and Rogue Radio is your friend, and we will always support you. Now on to Germany. Okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna jump into Germany now. Um, I I want to say the last time I was at work, um, I heard something on the news, uh, on the television at work. And I had to cover it because it was so bizarre. It, it was such a bizarre event that happened. Not only because of how the situation went about, But it's also the person that actually um, ended up witnessing the whole charade. Um, So there was a terror attack in Germany. Um, I want to say since it was from... I I heard it yesterday, I feel like, um, that it happened very, very recently. I want to say it happened yesterday, but I'm not too sure. Um... But John Barrowman, if you guys don't know who John Barrowman is, 
he is the man who played Captain Jack on Doctor Who um, back in the day when he was uh, working with Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant. So I only laugh because what are the odds of um, John Barrowman witnessing this uh, act of terrorism? Um, to me, I don't want to sound offensive to anybody who lost their life or who anybody who has gotten like um, injured or has witnessed this. I'm just saying it just sounds very planned. It sounded very orchestrated because it was so weird. It, it it's just so weird. When I saw it, it was so bizarre because not only. Did, the, did a terror attack happen in Germany? But John Barrowman, Captain Jack from Doctor Who, decided to just just saw it, witnessed the whole thing before his eyes. And I... It's not that I have a hard time believing in it. It just sounds bizarre. It just sounds bizarre to me. But John Barrowman reports a dead body at Berlin or at the Berlin car crash scene where a car drove into a crowd on a major shopping street in Berlin. We think we have witnessed a terrorist attack here in Berlin. We're not sure. There's a lot of dead bodies all over the place. We've uh, seen a car that came down the road and ended up in a storefront covering uh, three city blocks. It's pretty horrific, wrote Barriman in, uh on his Twitter account and showing a video of the event. At least one person was killed and, an, and about 30 others were injured according to the rescue services. Five people have sustained life-threatening injuries after the car crashed into the crowd. Um, no motive on why the attack happened yet either. Um, a man is believed to have driven into the group of people not yet known um, if it was deliberate or an accident. Um, this took place near the same area where a man hijacked a truck and killed the driver and then drove into a crowded Christmas market, killing 11 people and injuring a dozen others. So... If that happened around the same area, that place is probably cursed spiritually. Because the one thing that I understand about the spiritual world, especially when it comes to evil spirits, is that they they like repeating things. There's a cycle that goes around and around and around. It happens over and over and over again. So yes... This place may is, may be well cursed for some reason. So Barrowman recorded a clip of a of a lifelike coming in as well to help the victims of the crash. So that is all I have for today, for tonight, for this morning. It, it's four in the morning now. <laughs> I don't plan on sleeping. I really don't. But I'm gonna try. Thank you so much for listening to my crazy, crazy voice. And I will see you in the trenches next time. Mwah!